we are talking about the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Somebody say, the kingdom, the power, and the glory. What is this topic about? Because it's going to usher us into next Sunday, the first Sunday of July, 4th July 2021, when we shall be having our next all-in-person service at the conference hall of the Coconut Group Hotel in Sakumono from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. GMT. Can you turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 6? I'm reading from the New King James Version all my scriptures today, but permit me to read this particular scripture from the King James because of the upbringing. All of us were brought up using the King James language of these very verses of scripture, even in our prayer. So our tongue is used to it. So permit me to read it from the King James. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Our Lord Jesus Christ taught us how to pray, the pattern for prayer. He says, after this manner. So that's pattern your prayer in this direction. Let your prayer go in this direction. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, and then there's a colon in the King James, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 13 says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Are you aware that some versions stop at that portion I just got to and they don't talk anything about the next line in the same verse 13. Likewise, there are some denominations, if they are to recite what we have come to term as the Lord's Prayer, they stop at this portion and then never say anything about the last line. But suffice to say that this last line, I believe with all my heart, is the summary of all that Christianity is about. The summary, the finality of whatever you know about God, the Father, about Jesus, the Son, about the Holy Spirit, about his sons and daughters here on earth. The last line actually is the revelation of all that we can ever know about Christianity. In fact, if you are using a Bible and you don't have the last line of Matthew 6 verse 13 in it, chances are that you may never benefit from a certain aspect of our relationship with God. Yes, other verses in that same Bible may tell you a lot of things, but this is a revelation we cannot gloss over. We cannot skip. We cannot overlook we should not take for granted. So the next line in the verse 13 
of Matthew 6, the B part says, For thine. The New King James says, For yours. So, thine has to do with God. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Then he added, Amen. Someone say, Amen. So, those who make reference to this same verse in other versions and even recite the Lord's Prayer. How do you add Amen when Jesus Christ didn't add Amen at the word but deliver us from evil, the phrase but deliver us from evil? Well, it is said that it was later manuscripts that showed that but the manuscript they translated from didn't reveal that. That is up to the translators but I believe that there was a satanic agenda to cut a generation from a certain revelation and that was why some people out of because Satan knows something that men do not know he knows about the kingdom he knows about the power and he knows about the glory so if he manages to cut men from this revelation then he has cut you off from all that you can talk about God, hallelujah, or all there is about our God. Let me begin by saying that thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. The reason why Jesus Christ said when we pray, we should, we should say these words and add amen is that for the believer in Christ Jesus, if we truly walk with God, there are three things that are going to be evident in our work. First, the kingdom of God will be revealed through us. Second, the power of God will be evident in our prayer and in our work, on our work with the Holy Ghost. And thirdly, the glory of God will be revealed through us. Jesus Christ knew what he was introducing into the world. The world had related to God through their physical senses until Jesus Christ came. When he came, he actually announced that you are looking at this mountain where you should go and worship God. Others say this mountain. Do you remember his encounter with the woman at the well? And then the woman actually started an argument that you Jews say that we should worship in Jerusalem, but our fathers worship here. Then Jesus said, a day is coming. Forget it, lady. It's not about whether you should go here or there. A day is coming. Those who worship God will worship God in spirit and in truth. Jesus Christ came and introduced something that the world had never been acquainted with. And let me tell you, I believe that the translators keep this very line because if they should allow it, we will get to know God better than anyone who had ever lived until our time. There is something about the kingdom of God, the power of God, the glory of God that describes the believer such that if you don't know God and you meet a believer, you should know God because the kingdom of God is revealed through that individual. The power of God is made evident through that individual and the glory of God is seen. And that is God. And Jesus Christ taught us this prayer because he knows that 
there is a temptation just like it happened to Lucifer. Lucifer was so glorious and glamorous. Bible describes him as the pipes that, you know, that made him minister in the presence of God. The pipes were part of his fabric. His body nature, his spirit nature, his makeup was made of pipes. I hope you know pipes. Our brother Peter is playing the keyboard there. Probably he knows about pipes, okay? And, uh, you know, the tubes that are a part of the composition of the keyboard. This one, you are not going to play something. No, the man himself had the pipes in him. Said that if he moves his hand, it makes melody. Are you there? When he talks, it's a combination of various pipes bringing out melody. He got to the place where the kingdom, the power, and the glory were so evident in his life that it entered his head. Lucifer became puffed up with all the manifestations of God's kingdom, God's power, God's glory through him, said that he thought that he could also be worshipped. So now, he decided that he will ascend to the hill of God and finally said that he wants to be, or he said, I will be like the most high God. And that was what brought him down from heaven to the earth and even to hell according to scripture. What am I saying? All I'm saying is that the temptation Lucifer faced when God's kingdom, God's power, God's glory was evident through him, we are likely to face the same temptation if we do not acknowledge that the kingdom, the power, and the glory all belong to God. So after God has used us, after God has exhibited himself through us in the kingdom, in the power, and in the glory, he says, learn to say, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So that we will not take credit for what God uses us to do. Are you there? A man like Apostle Paul got to that face also. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he tells us that he was actually talking about himself, but he used a certain poetic language by saying that I know a man 14 years ago, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. Such a man was caught up to heaven, to the third heavens, to paradise, who heard unspeakable things that they are not lawful for a man to utter. And then he had so much encounter with God's kingdom, God's power, God's glory. Said that he said for the abundance of the revelation that he had had as a man. The temptation was that he was going to be puffed up. And men could have even worshipped him. So, as not to be worshipped, he said something that there was given to him a thorn in his flesh. And do you know what he described as a thorn? He said a messenger, not of God, he said a messenger of Satan to buffet him. Do you know the word buffet? It means to give blows. To be hitting you. When you feel like you are puffed up, then he hits you. Come on, set up well. Come on, do well. Come on. And this thorn in his flesh was a real thorn. We are not told. He didn't tell us. So people speculate. People said it's, it was a sight problem. Some people said it says this, that. 
maybe when we arrive in heaven, we'll get to know the details. Because he himself in that same scripture said that he had things that were not lawful for a man to utter. So let's go by what he said that there was a tongue in his flesh, but that tongue was a messenger of Satan to buffet him, to be hitting him from time to time. Because of the abundance of the revelation, in order not to be puffed up, then he said, for this three times he besought the Lord, that Lord, let this tongue be taken away. Take away this tongue. And what God told him was, I see, it's not about, it's not about a tongue, it's about the Father, I want to keep you in check. If not, men will worship you. If not, this thing will enter your head like it did Lucifer. But my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Then he made a statement. Therefore, most gladly will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. Listen, child of God, I said Christianity will never be complete without the believer coming to that final phase where the kingdom the power and the glory is revealed through the believer if not then we don't have Christianity then we have something else but I said after all said and done when God has done these things with our lives Jesus says in this Matthew 6 account that when he has used us what should we do thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power and the glory forever. Hallelujah. In Luke 17, let's go there. Luke 17, 20 and 21. Now let's take it one by one. You will discover that we have it. Except that we have not known how to relate with God for him to manifest these things in us and through us. Luke 17, verses 20 and 21. I'm reading from the New King James Version this time. He says, now... When he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come. Did you hear that? They were asking, when will the kingdom of God come? Because they were looking at physical manifestation of a kingdom. He answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation or by observation. It's not in the physical realm. What is kingdom? The king's domain. And the kingdom of God encompasses both heaven and earth. That's the king's domain. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the ruler of the heavens and the earth. Once upon a time, there was rebellion in the heaven's domain. The, the, the heaven domain of the kingdom. And then, God didn't fight. Take note. It was Michael and his angels that fought Lucifer and his angels. And they were not found because their place was taken over. They were cast out of heaven. But Satan came to this earth and he has also introduced rebellion in the earth domain of God's kingdom. So as far as the earth domain of God's kingdom is concerned, there is rebellion. But that is the reason why Jesus Christ, after he has taken us to heaven, we will come back to the earth with him. What is the purpose of the thousand year reign? It is to put down all rule and all power and all dominion and then he will subject everything to himself. And then after he had done the Bible said he himself, according to 1 Corinthians 15, will be subject to God Almighty so that God will be all in all, just as he was before the fall of Lucifer. Are you there? So that the kingdom will be restored wholly without any rebellion. So when they asked him, he said, the kingdom does not come by observation. You are wrong, Pharisees. Look at what he said in verse 21. 
nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is what? It's within you. Oh, this is what I believe the translators, inspired by something else, refuse to put this verse or this line in some versions of the Bible. When you get to know that the kingdom of God is within you, you will stop looking at, you see how people relate with God. Fill my cup, Lord. They are looking into the skies. I lift it up, Lord. Nice song. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, fill me to life. David said, I want to know, but fill my cup. Fill me up and make me as nice as this song is. Unless we understand that the feeling of God is from within. Because the kingdom is within you. Then we can sing that song. But many people have not been taught that way. So when they are saying for your makeup, they are looking at something coming from heaven to fill them up. You will get it wrong. And that is why you will never get filled. Because you are relating with God from the outside. And yet the kingdom, the king's domain is within you. If you are born again. If you have Christ in you. He comes. God does not come without his kingdom. He comes right into you with his domain. He look at look at how big we are. Hallelujah. That is why after all said and done, we cannot take the glory, but we can say, For thine is the kingdom. It's not our, it's not our work, it's his work in us and through us. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is within you. Child of God, from today, change your mindset. Stop looking for what you already have. Many of God's people have never gotten any miracle before because they are looking for what they already have. And in the law of God, if you keep looking for what you you already have, you will never get it. And you may think God is wicked. You may think God does not care. You may think that this Christianity does not work. One of our brothers sent a message in the last week. He said, I don't know whether this Christianity works or not for me because I have done everything. And it seems it's not working. So sometimes I find myself blaspheming. He actually said that. Blaspheming. And say all manner of things. But after all said and done, I realized that when I also join the prayer times, that is what keeps me going. So I don't know. Please, I'm sorry for blaspheming. I said, don't say sorry to me. I mean, if you have said sorry to God, that's okay. Are you there? If you have said sorry to God, that's okay. But it's because you don't have a certain understanding. Your mindset is that God should come from the skies and do a miracle for you. But the miracle working power. The miracle working God is resident right in your spirit. It's within you. So you can relate with God from within. The New Testament saint is different from the Old Testament saint. If, for instance, you quote somebody like Moses, okay? Moses says, show us your glory, Lord. I'll come to glory. In the case of Moses, the glory was not resident. The kingdom was not resident. So you are likely to miss out on God and begin to 
looked for, what Moses looked for, whereas what Moses looked for is now through the finished work of Jesus Christ, it has become possible. That is the word. It has become possible for God to now reside in man. Please think about it. So what Moses looked for, we have it. Are you there? So when you are saying, Lord, show me your glory, it should be with a different mindset. You are not saying, God, reveal something from the outside, but rather reveal it from within. Please, are you getting the picture? All right. So kingdom is where? Within you. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We used this scripture yesterday during our Saturday prayer breakfast and I did say that I'll address it today during our service when I'll be talking about the kingdom, the power and the glory. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 and 7 from the New King James Version. Maybe I'm used to the King James but let me see how the New King James says it here. He says, for it is God, it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts. Did you hear that? It is the God. He's referring to a certain God. And this is the only God anyway. It is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. And during the Saturday prayer breakfast, I made an emphasis. Now see, if you have trouble, not look for answers from outside. Right within that trouble is a seed of his own solution. God, he commanded light out of darkness. So when you're faced with challenge, don't cry and say, God, where are you? He is telling you that the, the seed of the, sol the, the seed that is a solution to the problem is right within the problem. Light was in darkness. You just imagine. He commanded light to shine out of darkness. And he says, he has shone in our hearts. Oh, don't you think that means that every trouble has been melted? He has shone in our hearts to give the light. The word light there is revelation. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Just quickly, remember on the day of transfiguration... Jesus took Peter, James, and John to a mountain apart to pray. They were asleep, Peter, James, and John. But while Jesus prayed, all of a sudden, the Bible says his face did shine. All of a sudden, there was a burst forth of the glory that was in him on the outside. And the, the glory on his face was brighter than the sun in its full strength at midday, I'm telling you. Think about it. That means you can't behold. And that's God. Nobody has seen the face of God and never leave. Even Moses. Moses didn't see the face per se. Though God said that, I speak to him face to face. But God showed him a similitude. In other words, like, okay, this is the form. Just behold the form. But you, you can't see my face and look at me eyeball to eyeball and leave. Because the glory is so powerful that it will kill you. Especially in this mortal body. It will kill you. Have you been exposed to extreme energy before? That's the energy. Can you imagine the light that will light our kingdom in the world to come? The Bible says that our city will not need sunlight nor moonlight because the glory of the Lord will be the light 
that glory that will light a whole kingdom of saints you are going to behold it with your eye you will die and throughout eternity oh I like this one throughout eternity we will be learning about this glory that tells you the magnitude and the extent of God's glory it has no end when you think that you have known God's glory he says no you, are, you don't know anything yet I have this dimension also when you think that you have known this wisdom of God, he said, no, you don't know anything. Ah, this dimension also. Bible calls it the manifold wisdom of God. Manifold means manifold or many faceted or many aspects of his glory. And it's many. So many that it will take eternity for us to learn about the glory of God. And since there is no end to eternity throughout eternity that is why throughout eternity is going to be exciting when you think that you have known god you haven't known anything god say hey this dimension you have not known for instance look at lucifer there was a dimension of god lucifer didn't know bible says if the princes of this world had known they would not have crucified the glory the, the, the lord of glory they will not do you know for instance lucifer when he was in heaven never knew about the gift of speaking in other tongues it was not revealed to him so when he thought that he had known all of God so he can become God and then he came to the earth and then once upon a time God gives a language to a people when they meet <sighs> Satan said okay I got them I can trick them then the people said Rakas, Proska, Andeje Satan said hey this one when you are speaking fire is coming oh, hey where, where, where is this one coming from Rindes, Prandelemene say hey I thought that I knew all about God, but not knowing that this one was hidden from me. Abu Kors said it was hidden in ages past, but now has been revealed through Jesus Christ. But it's just a glimpse. What we have is only a glimpse. Abu Kors said a foretaste of the powers of the world to come. So throughout eternity, you think about it. And Bible says this God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to what? To give the revelation knowledge. That's the, the, the combination, you see, the light to give, he has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge, so that's revelation knowledge, not just head knowledge, but to give the light, in order to enlighten you to know about the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Meaning that if today you want to see Jesus and it should appear, that revelation that was given on the Mount of Transfiguration, which he even told them, don't talk about it. That is how you see him. Are you there? People have known Jesus Christ in the flesh. Paul said, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Though we know Christ after the flesh, henceforth, know we know. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. This head of the body is not sitting there with the same face that they knew him. He is, he is God all by himself. Oh, the world will be shocked when we come back. They will think that, ah, I'm talking about when we go to heaven and we come back. Of course, even when he is coming for us, you can imagine. Bible says we shall see him as he is. And we shall be like him. The glory in his face will transform our mortal body to immortal body in a moment within the twinkling of an eye. That's power. That's glory. And God wants to give the light of the knowledge of the glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Please take note of the verse 7. It's powerful. Verse 7 says, but, some say but. Paul is saying that, look, it's not just about this God, but we have this treasure I'm talking about in earthen vessels. It's too much, I'm telling you. No wonder Jesus said, for thine 
is the kingdom. You see, when God has used you, what you can do is to lie prostrate and say, God, I don't deserve this. This one, it can only be God. I didn't do anything. You only found a vessel and you used me. So take all the glory. Though the glory is resident in you, though the kingdom is resident in you, though the power is resident in you, but we can never take credit for it because what did we do? We didn't do anything. Somebody found us and took us and washed us from within and now decided that because you are washed, let me come and reside in you and then operate from within you and manifest myself through you. So what, what credit do we have? Nothing. When he uses us, we just give him a standing ovation and say, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Which are the earthen vessels? He's talking about this body. Say, my body. My body. There's a Jama song we used to sing in secondary school. My body, yeah. Now God, I go give a My body, yeah. day for my Lord. My body, yeah. Now God, I go give a My body, yeah. day for my Lord. Some people say, Now stone, they go worship. My body. This body, no wonder he says we should present it. As a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Because Charlie, see, just look at this vessel. Please, just think about this vessel. How weak we can sometimes be. How yielding we can sometimes be to temptations. How compromising we can sometimes be. Look at the way sometimes we change our mind. Some people, their minds swing. Today they have this mind, the next day they have swing. Then in the midst of all the frailty, in the midst of all the weakness, in the midst of all the limitation, in the midst of all the disadvantages, God says that this is where I will dwell. Hey, it's too much. Bible says that God is not dwelling in temple made with hands. He, he chose this vessel. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Say, I'm an earthen vessel. I'm an earthen vessel accommodating Almighty God Himself. Isn't that big? So when you want to talk to God, where do you look? Within. That's why he, he gave us his spirit to reside with our spirit. Bible says he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So that the communion is not like you are not going to reach out. You are not shouting. You just, under your breath, you can still commune with him. And this one, it confuses Satan. I'm telling you, if there's anything that beats Satan's mind, it's our communion with God. He is so jealous. He wishes that he can come in again. But it's too late. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Look at the next line. That's the excellence. The King James said that the excellency of the power. So you see, there is anytime you talk about glory, there is power. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. What does that mean? It's the same thing Jesus said in Matthew 6. So that at the end of the day, when we, God has used us mightily, we will not say that this one, I did it. Woe betides you. If God uses you and you take the glory, God hates it more than anything. He's a jealous God. Oh. In fact, he's not just a jealous God, but I would say his name is Jealous. So when God uses you, and you now take the place of God, and people now carry you on their shoulder, to show that you have done what? 
God says, eh, go ask Lucifer what I did to him. I will show you where power lies. God cannot stand it when man takes his place. Do you remember a man like Herod? Herod, the one who killed James, the apostle. He's a wicked man. Oh. He killed him by the sword. And Bible said that when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he took Peter also. Look at it. He took James. Not James, the brother of Jesus, who was the first pastor in Jerusalem and who wrote the book of James. James, the brother of John. These were called the sons of thunder. Firebrands. They were the closest to Jesus, Peter, James, and John. He took James. I wonder what happened. And he killed James with a sword. James died. It's sad, isn't it? Probably the second martyr after Stephen. And when he saw that he pleased the Jews, he took Peter also, so that after Easter, he would kill him also. So, let's say, if he had succeeded in killing Peter, who do you think would have been the next? John, of course. He looked for the pillars. And when the pillars are not there, the house is not standing. Because definitely he would have scattered the church. But see, there's a limit to which Satan can go. This God is too faithful. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we are able to bear. The church would have been so despondent, so discouraged, so disheartened, so broken hearted that they would have said that this God, he doesn't even care about us. Look at how a man is killing us. So when he took Peter, thank God the church prayed. You know the story. The story turned around. But once upon a time, the Bible said this Herod was sitting in a palanquin. And there was somebody in front of the palanquin making an oration. You see, the way we give, you know, uh, praise to kings. He was doing those same things. Then he, he dared say something that God cannot stand. He said, this is not the voice of man. This is the voice of God. Worship him quickly. The Bible says an angel. This is not Old Testament account. New Testament. An angel came and smote Herod with a sword. You see, what a man sows, you reap. You, you killed James with a sword. Get your own. Smote him with a sword. The Bible says immediately he was eaten up by worms. Don't stand God. Don't take the place of God. Never take credit for anything that God uses you for. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Not for a season. It's forever. Never. Please, I know God will use us in this end time, but never give credit to any man. Never. I don't like it when I hear people say that this is, you know, when people are defending men in the pulpit, God taught me something. They say, never do that. Because you don't know man. How do you stand and come and defend me when you don't know me? You don't even know what I do in my closet. You don't even know me. It's only God who knows what I do. So when you stand in the pulpit, defend the gospel, never defend any human being. Because you don't know what that man does in his closet. Never, never. Don't preach men. Preach Christ. Preach Christ. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. He says, God has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in heaven vessels that the excellence, the excellency of the power, how the power excels in its work may be of God and not of us. Hallelujah. Two scriptures, let me just quote them and then I can end. Remember, 
we saw some few weeks ago in Romans 8, 29 and 30 that we were born glorified. I hope you know that. First, we have seen in Luke 17 that the kingdom is within you. Even here, we are seeing the treasure in earthen vessels. And he's talking about glory and power. But just to buttress that it is actually within you also. In Romans 8, 29 and 30, he says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Whom he predestined, he called. Whom he called, he justified. Whom he justified, he glorified. So we were born glorified. Say, I was born glorified. It's your mind that doesn't know it. That is why we are renewing our mind as we behold his glory in the word. And then change to the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. So we were born glorified, meaning that the glory is also there. Number three, how about the power? Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in heaven. Is that what he said? According to where? The power that works within you. So the kingdom is within you. The power is within you. And the glory is within you. When God has exhibited these things through you, yours is to say, Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Can you stand to your feet? Glory be to God. Oh, my Father, I love you. In, in, in July, you will see what God will do. And when he does it, what will we do? Thine is a kingdom. Father, we didn't do anything. Don't go and say it's because I fasted. That's why God did it. Hey, you're fasting. <laughs> your fasting was to help you live right. It actually humbled your soul. It didn't do anything. So I prayed six hours every day for 21 days that's why God did it hey what about if you prayed and God says that because of your pride I'm not coming I'm not flowing because you see you flow from within us never take the glory as the song that comes on my list right now you deserve the glory and the honor Lord we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name, you deserve the glory and be honored. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. For you are great, you do miracles so great. There is no is the glory Lord there is no one else like you can you lift your voice let's give him the glory the power the glory the honor all belong to our God thine is a kingdom 
please let your life be a life of thanksgiving, a life of praise to God. Even when you think that nothing has worked, I'm telling you, it's working together with the glory of God on your life for your good, with the grace of God on your life for your good. Learn to give God the praise. If your prayer, it doesn't end with, thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory, then your prayer is not complete. Let's give God the glory. He deserves the glory. He deserves the honor. He deserves the praise. Thine is the kingdom, Lord. Thine is the kingdom. Thine is the kingdom. It's not ours. You put it on the inside of us, but we do not take credit for it. We do not, we do not take glory for it. We do not take credit for it. We do not ascribe the glory to ourselves, but we give it to you, O Lord. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Thine is the kingdom. Take your, your place in our hearts, Lord. Take your proper place, the first place, and have the preeminence, O God. Have the right of way. Let the name of the Lord be exalted. Let the name of the Lord be magnified. Father, we thank you that you have pleasure in our prosperity and that is why you have put your kingdom within us. You have put your power within us. You have put your glory within us. You have made us heaven vessels anointed from within for the anointing which you have received abides in us. Father, we thank you. We bless your name forevermore. Receive all the glory. Receive all the honor. Receive all the adoration. Receive all the praise in the name of Jesus Christ you see when we come to this understanding you will behave like Lester Samuel the late Lester Samuel okay I can talk about him because what he did is an example for us he was in Philippines and in his hotel room he had commotion you know Philippines is used to earthquakes but in his mind, he thought it was one of the earthquakes. Bed shaking. Windows. Everything was just shaking. It's like, what's happening here? Then he walked out of his room and saw that Satan had appeared on the corridor of his hotel room. And it was Satan's presence that shook the whole hotel. Maybe his room alone because it was, you know, to come and intimidate him. When he saw it was Satan. Do you know what he did? I know that if it was you and me, maybe we would have said, Satan, I bind you. The blood of Jesus Christ is upon you. We act out of fear. Do you know what Lester Samuel did? He just said, oh, I thought it was a, an important visitor. He just left and went back to his room and that's all. I'm telling you, that's all. He, he just walked out on the devil. He did not give Satan the attention he sought. Many of us have given our troubles attention. That is why they don't go. Because anything you focus on gets amplified. Why don't we choose to focus on the kingdom within, the power within, the glory within? And then you begin to think God inside-minded until this God rises within you and becomes so big that when you meet a mountain, it is like a hill. You can just leap over it. Hallelujah. From today, what intimidated you? Look at what um, Joshua and Caleb said, they said the people, 10 12 came with a report 10 were crying, the people are giants, we were like grasshoppers in their side, they will eat us up we are not able to go to the mountain they were crying and Bible said the whole of Israel was affected, they started mourning and crying Joshua and Caleb said, what are you doing? no, 
we are well able to go to this mountain to go and take. Because these people, yes, they are giants, but they are bread for us. Did you hear that? They are what? The bread. We say we will eat them up like bread. It depends on the mentality that you have. I pray that today, through this message, you will change your mentality. If you're looking for the kingdom, it's within you. If you're looking for the power, how some people go on a mountain, they say they are going to a mountain to go and fast for power. You will never get it. What did I say? You will never get it. Why? Because you already have it. What you need to do is to rather relate with God from within until your soul is so humble that the power within can flow unhindered through your soul as a bridge, not as a barrier to hinder the flow of God's power. So, if you don't take care, you will contain something else other than the Spirit of God, the power of God, when you are the type looking for power. Because thine is his, is his power. Are you there? So, what are you going to do? Can we pray? I don't know what has confronted you. We have 27th today, 28th, 29th, and then 30th by Wednesday. We are saying that this God who lives on the inside, who is greater, look at what he said in 1 John 4, 4. He says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. And he gave the reason, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So I don't know what is in the world that is intimidating you today. Can you intimidate your intimidators? Can you confront that mountain? Use the name of Jesus Christ. When you use the name of Jesus Christ, the power flows from within you in the direction of the name. I'm telling you, the power does not flow from heaven. It flows from within you. Out of your belly flows rivers of living water. Am I saying there is nothing in heaven? Jesus is in heaven. But he is the supervisor of what the work of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. And we are connected to the head. So nothing will take him by surprise. Every miracle is permissible today. Lift your voice. I said, I just said something prophetically. You didn't hear me. I said, every miracle is what? Permissible. Jesus. I don't know what miracle you've been looking for, but I can hear in the spirit. Every miracle is permissible. Every miracle is permissible. Every miracle is permissible. What you have been looking for is right at your doorstep. Open your mouth out of it right now and begin to call it forth. And it will show forth. Every miracle is permissible. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every miracle is permissible. I see signs, I see wonders, I see miracles, I see God do His wonders in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, We call forth, we call forth the will of God into manifestation. We call forth the power of God to bear upon our circumstances. We call forth the will of God into materialization. Let the will of God be done. Let His kingdom come. Let His kingdom come. Let His kingdom come. Let His kingdom come. In the name of Jesus. Let the will of God be done. Let the will of God be done. 
done. Let the will of God be done. Let the will of God be done. Your spiritual life, your material life, your financial life, your marital life, your relationships, your career, your business, your health. Let His will in these areas. Let it be done. 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 And it is done. Amen. 